everyone, welcome to the latest episode of the World Film Geek Podcast. I am your friendly neighborhood World Film Geek, Albert Valentin. This week we have Jim Mahoney. He is a writer as well as a bartender, believe it or not. Um, he is the star and the writer of the new horror comedy Gatlop about four friends on a drinking game to hell, literally. Anyway, I hope you get to enjoy the interview as the film will be out on Thursday on demand and on digital. Okay, I think we're ready. Perfect. Okay, great. Um, Jim and Albert, you're both on the line. And Albert, you have 10 minutes or around 49 your time. Okay. Hey, Albert. Hey, Jim. How's it going? It's going great, man. Going great. Thank you. So I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that. I got to tell you, man, I don't know how you pulled it off, but Gatlop was absolutely hysterical. I enjoyed every second of it. And I'm I'm a fan oh. of board games, and I love, like, Gateway to Hell films. Perfect meshing. Oh, Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. How did you come up with the idea for this? Big surprise from drinking. Um, <laughs> I uh, I was meeting a bunch of friends. Like this is like ten years ago. We went. We were, like four of us met up to go. You know, hit the town. Uh, and we met at a friend's place near Main Street in Santa Monica. And before we went out, he was like, "Do you guys want to play a game?" Uh, to like pregame, uh, we were all like, "Yeah!" So we started playing this stupid game, and then four hours had gone by as we were laughing and you know ribbing each other to the point where my friend's wife like came out. She's like, "You guys were supposed to go out, like get out of the house!" <laughs> but we're having such a blast just torturing each other that uh, my weird warped brain was like, "What if this is a trick? Like, what a great way to fool people into thinking they're safe and making themselves as vulnerable as possible." And so. I sort of like had this thought of, I loved the original Jumanji. And I was like, what if that was a drinking game? What if it was sent to basically trap people? And uh, if you didn't win the game or beat it, you'd be stuck in this existence forever. And uh, I pitched the take to a few people that were like, that seems funny, but weird. I was like, I know. Uh, and eventually when Alberto and I connected uh, over lunch, like it was like March of 2017, I pitched him this idea to do as a, movie we could make ourselves and he was like he was so down and he also said it felt like something from the 80s and 90s that you know we grew up loving and he very much wanted to approach it from that visually and i was like down so i went to writing it and had a draft you know about a year later as i was doing it on the side right because i was still yeah. working as a bartender and double jobs and stuff but that's sort of the the, the circuitous genesis of it all that's awesome i gotta tell you man you and the other three cast members, you guys had such natural chemistry together. And then I talked to Alberto a little while ago. He told me, like, you guys never worked with each other. But I don't know how, how you guys did it, but you guys you guys had that natural flow that made this film totally work. How did you – did you guys get to bond off set? Did you, what did you do to make that happen? I was just – they are – they were so – like, Emmy, Sharonis, John are so talented, so smart, and so funny – um, they very much responded to the script and we had to meet on zoom before uh, initially when, before, you know, COVID Alberto and I talked about like, when we do get this big cast, we have to have a night where like everybody gets together and plays a game and plays a drinking game. And like that way we can hopefully bond. And of course we couldn't do that because it was COVID. Right. But we knew Emmy from, from a brother Academy, uh, Sharonis from insecure. I got a friend on insecure and then I'm uh, watching John on Baywatch and, uh, miracle workers. And, we knew their work, uh, but they very much responded to the material, and we had lots of conversations with them. They just felt 
like the people plus they were all so unique in different ways and they took they elevated the characters that i had in my mind in ways i didn't expect and just from the conversations we felt like each one of us had a repartee and then we were kind of forced to you know be able to hang it was basically sink or swim because we were in one house for two weeks straight during covid and so we were like locked into like basically a bedroom was our whole day for the whole time and it was basically like we either get along or we murder each other and luckily we all got along you all got along <laughs> that's awesome and now there's one scene i have to bring up because i brought this up with alberto and i lost my mind when i saw this and i'm going there i'm talking about the aerobic scene i don't <laughs> how did that happen i mean who can't was that was that like did you purposely put that in the script like at the oh, yeah. Cause that was, that was so hilarious. Oh, yeah. I was thinking about um, there's a famous YouTube clip, something about like '80s aerobics or something. It had this like rep- repetitive music, and I and my coworker showed it to me like a couple weeks ago, and I started laughing. So when I saw it in the movie, I was like in tears from laughing so hard because that's all I thought about. And, that's amazing. Well, I mean, yeah, because. I had to come up with stuff that we could do. I had to come up with solutions that we could do realistically. And I was like, all right, so what is something that I would never expect, but has to somehow, we have to come together, right? And so it's challenging the individuals. One has to lead. We all have to somehow like follow in a way, but we can still be bad at. And yet, uh, like, like I'm like, the chances of all of us are like, I can't dance. I'm a terrible dancer. Six, five white dude. Like it doesn't happen. Yeah. But, when we came up with this, we're like, it can be sloppy, and then we can solve it in the end. And Alberto happened to have a relationship with this dude that was a choreographer for, like, Beyonce and stuff. And he came up with a fun dance sequence that was realistic. It was, I won't lie, it was hard. Like, we had to, we had to like, we had to, like, work together the night before and then the day leading up to shooting it, because we only had one day to shoot at that location. Yeah. Um, it was tough, but, man, it, it when once we kind of found a groove... And we were shooting it. We were losing our minds laughing. We were we broke so many times. These guys are professionals, and they were. <laughs> it was it was a blast. But but yeah, and I, I, Alberto really wanted to push the eighties of it all. I just I just loved it. Yeah, I I grew, I grew up in that era, so I I totally knew all about it. And I gotta say that those those that scenes where you guys all the stuff where you guys broke that should be an extra on the Blu-ray release, hands down, because I would love to see that. <laughs> That should be on the gag reel right there. I would be, I would be up for it. Uh, that. Would be like my take my money. <laughs> <laughs> I also liked the fact that it, even though it had that horror theme of you know if you're you know if you don't no one wins you're stuck in eternity. But I like that it wasn't as like you wouldn't think it'd be as bloody except for when um, Clive got the arrow to the leg. That's like the bloodiest I saw in the whole thing. But I still like that that little subtlety that it's a, it's a bit of a horror film as well. But somehow it just matched really well. Yeah, I think initially it, it was uh, it was more of a thriller comedy, but I wanted we wanted the stakes to be real that like they they will be like mauled if they don't follow the rules. Um, and obviously production is limited because we only had it was such a such a low budget film that we could only do so much. So this became the best way to hit it realistically and really establish the stakes. And of course we had to do it to Cliff. Like Cliff has to be the one that takes all of the licks. Yeah. Um, and. And yeah, Paul goes to hell. Like it's you know yep. singed a little bit. Like, yeah, that that part cracked me up. Cause I thought oh, I, I thought it was over once you like you just figure oh god the movie's gonna end now. And then when when she says get get back from hell and you show up with the, the all the the singeing, I I just just about laughed my butt off. I'm like oh my god that was 
That was so funny. Like you just came back from hell. <laughs> Thanks, man. It'll be re- it'll be really funny. Just just get just get a movie where you, you you get those two minutes in hell. Just just get a movie like what, what happened what happened to Paul during those two minutes in hell. You know? Oh yeah. There was conversations about it. I had a whole bunch of ideas and like to do, and like we just couldn't we just couldn't do it. Unfortunately, but like we need to we need to see what happens down there. <laughs> let's, let's get a spinoff, <laughs> like a sequel. Yeah. But uh, yeah, exactly. those two minutes lasted like three years. Yeah, <laughs> that would be great. So finally, what's next for you that you can talk about? I, I got the same producers and studio who hired me to write and direct, actually, uh, a R-rated rom-com uh, about uh, a surprise to brides and revolves around a couple in a bar. Um, they are It's a couple that have an amicable breakup, mm-hmm. but they can't decide who gets to keep their favorite local bar. And so they all, like, they, like, run into each other at this spot, and over the course of the night, they have to basically beat each other in a competition to keep, to stay as regulars. And uh, so it's with Melissa Fumero of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Rachel Bloom of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, Luca Jones from Shrill, and uh, Julian Gant from Call Me Cat, uh, and, uh, and I'm one of the major groundlings. Uh, these guys, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And then I, I, my running partner, the guy I wrote Klaus with, we have a couple animated features in development as well as a couple animated uh, half hours and then I'm developing a half hour and another uh, horror comedy as well. Nice. That's that's cool. You're keeping busy, man. And I got that rom-com thing. I'm definitely going to check out that one when that's ready because that's good. that sounds awesome. Thanks, man. I'm pretty excited about it. So I hope everyone gets to see Gatlop when it comes out on June 16th. They're in. You guys are in for a wild ride. If you like board games and you like Gateway to Hell movies, this is like the perfect blending of it. And Jim, man, you were great in the movie. And thank you so much, man, for coming up with this great concept of a movie. And I hope I hope it's a hit. And I hope we get to see a follow-up. Oh, dude, that would be great. I really appreciate the time, man. Thank you so much. All right, man. And I hope we get to see what happens to Paul in those two minutes in hell. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I agree. Make that, make that a short film or something. <laughs> Will do. All right, man. You take care and you stay safe. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Jim Mahoney. Gatlop will be out on demand and on digital this Thursday from XYZ Films. If you want to see my thoughts on the film, go to worldfilmgeek.com for, for my review, as well as other latest reviews, interviews, and features. So until then, take care and see you next time.